you glad you know him tonight? Amen. I'm glad not only do I know him, I'm even more glad that he knew me. Amen. He knew me before I ever had a choice to know him and chose me. Praise God. When we th- think about that song and think about the word greatness, I wonder sometimes if we really comprehend what greatness means in the eyes of God. Greatness isn't necessarily size or how big, or how large it is. But really to God, greatness is expressed in humility. God never has a know-it-all attitude. His children filled with the Holy Ghost never do either. Now, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but thought took of himself of no reputation. No reputation. That's greatness. Aren't you glad you know him that way tonight? Well, I'll tell you what. I got up today um, studying in the direction that I was thinking I was going to go for Saturday night. But somehow or another, I'm not sure if it was some of you or some of you all there or... I don't know exactly, but instead of going that way tonight, we're going to pick up where we left off on Wednesday night. So. <clears throat> For whatever reason, here we go. St. John chapter 4, verse 16. would also like to announce while you're turning on your Bible, if you'd like to read with us, the engagement of Brother Caleb Yance and Sister Kara Bailey. Are they both here tonight? They're here. God bless you all. I found out today that she's not any kin to Michael, so that was a great relief. <laughs> Um, praise the Lord. Her future father-in-law-to-be told me, no, she wasn't, that she was going to be a yonce, which was worse than being a baby. <laughs> so you just process that however you wish to. <clears throat> St. John four sixteen. Now, the setting is that 
the foot of Mount Gerizim, Jacob's well near Sychar. It's a woman that's had a bunch of husbands. She had a bunch of problems. Not a likely candidate that ever would ever hear the words that our Lord Jesus was going to speak. Jesus says unto her, go call thy husband and come hither. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, Thou hast well said, I have no husband, for thou hast had five husbands. And he whom thou now hast is not thy husband. And that saidest thou truly. The woman saith unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Now let's jump down to verse 23. Now Jesus is going to go into the breaking of the dispensations of what is fixing to happen. And he says, the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh. Now listen what God wants. Can you imagine the creator that if he wanted anything, he could make it. We're talking about a being that if he desired anything, he'd just make what he wanted. But God seeking after something, the eternal seeking and wanting and desiring. Oh, may we grant that to him tonight. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit. Now remember, Jesus came from the heart of God, so he ought to know what God was. He didn't say God was an old man. God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. How many would like to be remembered tonight as we pray? I know we've got a bunch of folks that are sick. Actually, Brother Tim Burdett just texted me just a few minutes before I... I came out and said he was so very sick tonight, and uh, he wanted us to pray for him. Let's just pray for our brother as well. Heavenly Father, as we bow our heads, Lord, to the dust of the earth, the image which we took and the condescension of your great wisdom, Lord God, we pray tonight that you would help us in this service. I know this seems strange. Maybe to them it does to me. Peculiar, Lord, that you would lead me back in this direction again, but I've followed you enough, long enough to know, Lord Jesus, that you know best, you know what we need, you know exactly the things that we need to hear, so we just present ourselves to you tonight, Father, and just ask you to have your way in this service, and help me, Lord, that I can get out of the way, help them, Father, that they can be able to lay their traditions and their preconceived ideas aside, to be able to receive the word. Father, we just bring before you tonight the petitions and the desires and the requests on the hearts of your children. I didn't have the speaker on back there to hear all the requests that was made known, but I know that there's a bunch of folks that are sick, and we pray for your mercy to them, Lord. Different viruses, things that are going on, but the timber debt really sick tonight, Father, and not able to preach tomorrow and not sure what he's going to do for service, but we pray, Lord, for our brother right now in the name of Jesus. May the Spirit of God send your presence right there where he's at in South Carolina. Lord, it's too far for us. 
but it's not too far for your mighty hand to reach down and touch him. Granted, I pray tonight, anoint us with your presence, Lord. May the very Logos of God just come down among us and catch us up into heavenly places, I pray, Father. In the name of the Lord Jesus, amen. And the saints said, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. <clears throat> Actually, man was a spiritual being in the beginning in a form that could not fall. In his form of being like God, the man could never fall from that image. He could never go to the place that he went in the Garden of Eden. And actually, when we look at the condescension of man coming from the lower creation of God out of the Logos and then coming down into that stepping down into the lower creation where God put him, then God bringing him down even farther than the lower place of the creation of God. If we look at that real clearly, I believe it will help us to see also the condescension of our Lord Jesus. Now, I'd like you to follow with me tonight if you can. Uh, we'll, we'll take a journey back into the very presence of God. Watch as the prophet brings this in, from the inside. And he said, man was made in the image of God first. And God is a spirit. Then in order to redeem that man, God had to come down in the form of sinful flesh and become a kinsman. Christ. Amen. He said Christ was made a kinsman and God was made kinfolk to us flesh and blood like we are. Now, we, of course, don't remember it. Our mind has been darkened to it. We will never in this mortal life ever remember being any higher than we are. Whatever your first memories are, maybe when you was four, five, six, seven, whatever it was, the farthest back that our minds can take us. But we'll never be able to remember what part of us which was thoughts that existed in the mind of God before the foundation of the world. Now remember we were not children before his throne. There was nothing about us now in our mortal realm which pre-existed there because we do not believe in pre-existence of souls or transmigration of souls. But we do believe in pre-existing thoughts which was in the great mind of God. But there's nothing about us that can actually tap back. There was only one being that knew he ever existed before he became immortal, and that was our Lord Jesus. But yet, when we see what God did in the Garden of, of Eden it was a reflection of the supernatural that was going to step down and take on the image of the earth. Now follow with me if you will. And show us the Father again. The prophet said, when man was made in the image of God, he did not fall 
Now listen to this carefully, that when man was made in the image of God, he did not fall, man could not fall in the image of God. So God then must bring the man on down to a level which is lower than the lower creations out of the Logos in order for the man to fall. Can't you see why that we as Christians that are born again and filled with the Holy Ghost, that as long as we are filled with the Holy Ghost and walking in a spiritual walk with God, Satan can never pull you out of where you need to be? I don't care how hard the temptations get. I don't care how difficult it gets, how much stress, how much pressure that hell brings against the bride. If you're born in the image of God and you're walking in the restored image of God and your mind is being renewed and you're being refreshed, I don't care what hell does. It'll never pull you out of the seal of the living God. Oh, Brother Donnie, it's getting bad. It's getting dark. I understand all of that, but the seal of the living God is greater than all the powers of darkness. I don't care how many people turn away, how many people deny this truth, how many people say it ain't true no more. That don't change one thing about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That don't change that there's not a bride. The bride is going on. Praise the Lord. That's the way you feel tonight. And whenever we as the people of God walk in that image of where God has placed us back into, which is the paradox that brings us to the new birth, and we walk after that circumcision of our heart and that communion with God, Satan can never pull us out of that. Now watch this, he says, when man was made in the image of God, he did not fall. So if God would have left man in the lower creations of God coming out of the Logos, then the man would have never fallen. It was totally impossible for the man to ever fall until the man came into the image of beast, which was the further reflected image that was on the earth. Can't you see? Then the reversal of that through the work of reconciliation would have to be the exact opposite of it going the other way that God could never take upon him our sin as spirit. What did he have to do? He had to step down below what he was as being God in order to become man. Hallelujah. In order to bring you and I back to where we were in his thoughts. If he would have stayed as the eternal, if he would have stayed as the invisible, if he would have stayed as the great mighty Elohim, we'd still be lost tonight. But he had to step down beneath what he was as God. And he had to become a man. Oh, hallelujah. Why? Because man stepped down from the image of God and become man. So in order to bring fallen man back, God must step down from the image of being the eternal and take on him the likeness of sinful flesh oh hallelujah when man was made in the image of God he did not fall when he was made in the image of man Listen, he says this. When he was made in the image of man, he fell. When he was made in the image of the beast or out of the dust of the earth, that's where he fell. 
Can't you see why the Lord Jesus' body, can't you see why his flesh had to step down beneath his deity? When you make his body deity, you forbid him for being your sacrifice. His body had to be a man. Why? Because God is going to lay on him the iniquity of us all. And God cannot bear our iniquity. So it must be something found of God, from God, from the eternal, which will condescend to a level that can become sin. You say that takes away from him. It don't take away from him at all. It makes him greater. Oh, hallelujah. Notice this, he goes on to say, and God came down as man, was made in the image of God, then God came down in the image of man. So man come down in the image of God, then step down from the image of God to be man, then Christ Jesus comes from the eternal into the form of the Logos, out of the Logos comes a man, then he becomes a man himself in order to redeem man back to becoming God. Notice in the image of man Christ Jesus and dwelt in that tabernacle of flesh and took the sinner's place and died the death and paid the penalty redeeming us from sin. Hallelujah. God was in his son reconciling the world to himself. Do you believe that? Hallelujah. So God allowed the man to condescend from the lower creations which come out of the Logos which could not fall to take on the image of beast which reflected the image of the earth. He was prophesying his own advent Notice this in question and answers on Genesis. I realize, friends, we're living in a time when people don't like to hear the prophet quoted anymore. Well, I'll tell you one thing. You're at the wrong place if you don't like that. I know folks saying, well, we don't need the message no more. Well, maybe you don't. I still do. Notice the hour cometh, the hour cometh, and now as the true worshipers, Jew or Gentile, shall worship the Father. Isn't this amazing? The other brother Ram goes to St. John 4, and watch how he follows now with his thought. Shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. Now the next verse is where I want. God is the spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Then notice where he goes. Then if God created man in his own image, in his own likeness, what kind of a man did he create? A spirit man. So Adam reflected Jesus. Adam reflected Jesus. Then Jesus pointed back to Adam. Hallelujah. The first man, Adam. The second man, Adam. What is it? It's all the reconciliation of God. Notice a spirit man. Adam, the first man in the lower creations of God. The first creation was God himself. 
Then out of God, notice this now, came the Logos, which was the Son of God. Now remember, the Son of God that went out of the eternal was not a boy. It was not a man. It was not a human looking man. It was the Logos. As it come from the eternal in the form of the Logos, he was forming himself towards flesh, but he stopped before he got to flesh in what is called a theophany. So it was like the eternal was stepping down and stepping down and stepping down and each step was a step towards you. Hallelujah. A step towards you in order to bring you back up the stairway of where he knew you was going to fall from. So he forms himself towards flesh. Notice now he said the first creation was God himself. Then out of God came the Logos, which was the Son of God. Then out of the Logos, which was the Word. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was God. The Word was God. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Out of the Logos came forth the man. But it was not the man of Genesis 2. It was not the flesh man. It was the man of Genesis 1. And God said, let us make man in our own image. After our own likeness. And male and female created he them. It was the man of Genesis 1.26. This man could never fall. This man could never have gotten away from the presence of God. Until God through the act of condescension placed that man in a human body. Don't you understand yourself? That's the part about you that gets you down. That's the part about you that makes mistakes. If God would, oh hallelujah, those of you that's got the Holy Ghost here tonight, if God would set you free from this prison house, you would walk right down streets of gold this very night. You're ready. You're rapture ready. You're pro hallelujah. You're death ready. But what hinders you? Your condescension. Your animal. Out of the Logos come forth the man. I want you to look at the date of the sermon. 729-1953. Look at what a lot of the other preachers in 1953 was preaching. And they tell me this message ain't different. Praise be to God. Well, well, they didn't name a highway after Brother Branham. Nope. Didn't name no university. Nope. We didn't need a university after name William Branham. We didn't need a bridge or a highway. We're not here worshiping tonight either. That's right. But God gave us the greatest thing he could give us. And that was a message to get us ready to leave this world. We don't need no memorials. We don't need no museum. We don't need to take no trip here and there and there and do some type of benevolent adoration to worship a prophet. We are here to worship the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. He is the one who raised from the dead. He is the one who has changed our lives. It is him that we focus on. Now watch this. This is you and I, the church. Now man sinned not in his spirit but in his body lust passion. So Adam the real 
never sinned in his spirit being. He couldn't. Glory. But where did he sin? His flesh. Why did the Son of God have to be made flesh? Sin must be condemned. And there's only one place that God can justly condemn it. And that is condemn it in the flesh. And how can you condemn sin in the flesh of every man, woman, boy, and girl that is born rotten? You've got to create a flesh that looks like human flesh. You've got to create a flesh that can get hungry and get thirsty and have a headache. But it never sinned. Hallelujah. Then in that flesh condemns sin. Praise be to God. Notice he says when then God the Logos the very creator of him came down and was made in the image of man. Now man was made in the image of God in the garden of Eden and then God was made in the image of man on the earth. Man was made in the image of God and he was made in the image of beasts and he fell. He says this over and over and over again. The man's fall had to do with the house he lived in. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. Notice this. He said, in the image of beast, and he fell. And God came down in the image of man, in the man. Christ Jesus. If God, the eternal, would have come down and Jesus would have condescended no lower than a Logos form, would still be lost tonight. Praise God. And God came down in the image of man, in the man, Christ Jesus, to suffer pain. God could not suffer pain in the spirit. How could he suffer physical pain in the spirit? He couldn't do it. So God unfolded himself and was made in the image of man. Friends, it's not me. It's not Brother Bradham that condescended him to this place. It was himself. It's only Satan trying to hinder you from seeing it. All he's got to do is block that last link. That lie swing from the condescension of the Logos to becoming man and the turnaround and the restoration and he blinds you for decades of you ever seeing who you are. You'll struggle. Do I have the Holy Ghost? Do I don't have the Holy Ghost? Oh my goodness, anybody around me got the Holy Ghost? We're fighting so many battles. We're going through so many things because you've got Christianity in your mind that it's going to be a person that'll never make a mistake. All preachers will never make a mistake. Nobody will ever make a mistake. That is a lie. You are a human being and you're going to have to fight this thing every day of your life. But God don't want you just fighting. God wants you winning. God wants you bringing this animal subject to the Holy Ghost. He wants the deity inside of you making this flesh obey. 
So God could not feel pain. God could not suffer. God cannot be tempted. God could not suffer pain in the spirit. How could he suffer physical pain in the spirit? He couldn't do it. So God unfolded himself and was made in the image of man to redeem the man that was lost. Then God suffered in the flesh. But now listen carefully. But Jesus' body, the flesh, was not God. That's where some of you Jesus owners get tired on me. If it was, he could never have died. If the flesh was God, you could never make the flesh sin. And he must become sin. He never done any wrong. He never thought nothing wrong. He neither never got up on the wrong side of the bed and angry and upset. But he became our sin. But he could not have if the flesh was God. But it was God inside the flesh. The second Adam. God suffered in the flesh. 1 Timothy 3.16 For without controversy, that's argument. Great is the mystery of God in us. For God was manifest in the flesh. Seen of angels, preached on, believed, received up to the right hand of the Father. Is that right? God came down, Omah himself came down and lived in a say it in a human and suffered temptation. How many's ever been tempted? All the rest of you were glad to have you with us tonight, you angels. My, it's nice for you to come and visit us. I didn't think angels wore contacts, but I guess some of y'all are, huh? God suffered temptation. He couldn't do it as a spirit. God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. I love these last words. See what love is. You see, for much Satan can block our view of understanding how low he stooped. It stops you from the full comprehension of love. You see what love is? The love of God. He was so much a human that the devils could look at him and ponder and wonder. And as according to you, Wednesday night, the prophet said, he never did believe that was God. He never did believe that that was truly him. He looked so much like a human, brother Jerry. His beard turned gray, just 30 years old. And his beard was already getting gray. His hair was getting gray. He wept. He cried. He groaned in the spirit. He prayed more earnestly in the garden of Gethsemane. I can understand me praying more earnestly. I pray and then I need to be more earnestly. But the Lord Jesus prayed more earnestly. Hallelujah. 
Why? He wanted to become your high priest. He wanted to feel pain and sorrow and agony. He wanted to experience this three-letter word, which is so powerful. Why? Why is not just a word. Many of you have experienced why. God, why did you take my husband? God, why did you let my baby die? God, why this? God, why that? To many folks, why is just a word. But to many others, it's an experience. And the Lord Jesus said, my God, my God, why? Why hast thou forsaken me? He's not saying pretty words. He's experiencing why. Oh, my. Notice this in the five identifications. He said, when he said, let us make man in our own image. What kind of man did he make? Spirit man. Then when he made the man, he gave him control. Then he made man out of the dust of the earth. Then he fell. Now those of you that's got the Holy Ghost, and whenever you make mistakes, how many of y'all still make mistakes? I see. I see. Okay, so those of you that have the Holy Ghost and you still make mistakes, do you make it from your spirit man, which is sealed of God, or the dust of the earth? This is why you can't trust it. And yet we're captured in it. We have to live in it. We go to church. It has to take us to church. If we kneel down to pray, we have to borrow its knees and kneecaps and all that sort of thing. If we praise God, we have to borrow its hands and its arms. Come on, saints. So we're in a very difficult situation. Unless, of course, you have a controlling power inside of you that tells your body you're the boss. And you're going to church whether you feel like it or not. And then when you get to church, you're not going to set you like a bump on a pickle. You come to worship God. You come to clap your hands. You come to sing. You come to praise the Lord. You come to say amen to the word. Why? Because you control your body. If your body controls you, you need the Holy Ghost. So the man then, he says, the man... The spirit man, then he made that man, gave him control. Then he made man out of the dust of the earth. Then he fell. So the reversal of the fall would have to be the Logos condescending on down. It must become visible. Then from that to the form of the Logos and the form of theophany. Then he can come and appear to Abraham. Appear, disappear. He can come as a pillar of fire, a pillar of cloud. He can appear in all kinds of forms. But none of those are redemptive forms. Because it was not a pillar of fire that fell in the Garden of Eden. It was not a pillar of cloud that fell in the Garden of Eden. It was a man. Which had the holy image of God in him. So it must be another man with the restored image of God in him. That will bring about reconciliation. But he can't act. He can't actually be the Logos and, and just look like a man. No, no, he can't be a, a, a spirit now that you, know, you just put your hands in and whoop, go straight through. No, nope. he's got to be a real man. He's got to have real blood. He's got to have real 
anxiety and real pain. He's going to be a very unusual individual. He's going to be the first of his kind. But after this one completes a cycle, it won't be the last one ever made. He will be the head of the new race. He's going to be a God man. Totally God and totally man. One part that can totally die and one part that never did die. One part that can totally suffer and another part which cannot suffer. Oh, hallelujah. Notice this again. He said he put man in flesh. He fell by free moral agency. Those of you that love your free moral agency, congratulations. This is what it's good for. I don't mind telling you, I'll be glad when mine's gone. Now some of y'all may want yours in heaven. I sure don't want. That's that's what got us in trouble. He fell by free moral agency, given the right to choose right and wrong. Notice again in Jehovah Jireh. And there was no man to till the soil, so then he created man out of the dust of the earth. Not... In his image. But then God came down in the form of man by Jesus Christ to redeem the man that fell from the image of the earth. And he was made in the image of the earth. If we have bore the image of the earthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. Praise be to God. Can't you see why did God allowing this man to come this way? The act of condescension. Man never chose to take on an earthly body. It was a creative act of God then God must be the one to initiate, to cause, to set in motion the man's redemption. Man never chose to become a human. Man never chose to come down into the image of the earth and become in the image of beast. Oh my, he says, oh God, can't you see what the gospel means? When God became man so man became God (laughs) praise be to God you see the link if Satan stops you from allowing him and his own perception to limit you of letting the Lord Jesus step down by his own choice to where he went he will stop your ascension back up to deity. It'll always be your humanity right in the way. Because you think you're protecting him. No, you're not protecting him. You're believing tradition. You're believing error. Let him go where he chose to go. Let him go as long as he chose to go. Then, then allow him to bring you as high as he wants to bring you up. I love this sermon. If you haven't heard it in a while, it'd probably do you good to hear it. He preaches it twice, 
by this title. It's called identification. He preaches it in Phoenix, 123.63. Then he preaches it in Tolair in 2.15, 2.16, something like that, 64. It's such a projection of the mystery of God. Watch him in paragraph 100. He said, sinless nature expressed the word of God so much that he and the word of God was one. He said so. I and my father are one. I always do that which pleases. I and my father are just one. He was so perfect in the image of God until he and God was the express same thing. He was the flesh, the son. That expressed the deity of God. And you see, Jesus' only doctrine wants to make his body deity and make him his own father. And you see, some of y'all believe Jesus only, but you don't know it because you was never in Jesus only Pentecost. You're in Jesus only in the message. Well, hallelujah to God. Amen. Oh, my. I'll never forget years and years ago. I can probably remember whenever we were sitting in a meeting and one of our brothers that we preached with and loved, my, he, he began to preach about the Son of God and all that. Boy, we blowed up on him like a bullfrog eating buckshot. We was mad on a hornet. We wouldn't say amen. We was Jesus only died in the wool. That's all you can say. And the man was bringing scripture. And I went to find out years later when I come to the message that he had some truth in what he was say it. But you know what Satan does? He'll put scarecrows in your past. Then when a man goes to preach it, instead of you listening to the word, the scarecrow goes up. Now wait a minute, I thought you were supposed to be an eagle. You gonna let that scarecrow, your former pastor, scare the truth out of you? You gonna like that? You remember Brother Brown talking about that groundhog and he was out there planting them butter beans? He planted them butter beans and more than he did that groundhog, watched him get done. He waited until he got the rows all laid out and went back in the house, labored and sweated. That groundhog went out there and dug them butter beans out and ate them. Done the same thing several times, Brother Brown said, I thought I'd make me a scarecrow. He said, boy, my drawing is really scary. And he said, I draw it on a paper bag and a big face. And he said, I put it out there. And he said, the wind would come through and hit that paper bag. That groundhog would come out and run back. Then he'd come back out and get him about them Revelation 10. I'm how many butter beans? <laughs> then he'd go back out there. He said, finally, he just went right around that scarecrow and kept on eating butter beans. You know why? He caught the Revelation. He's looking at a scarecrow. what so-and-so said. Am I reading you what so-and-so said? I am reading you scripture and the message of the hour. Forget so-and-so. Christ's a mystery. Something had to be lost. And the very thing that man fell and become lost, he became the savior of that, taking his own law. He could not do it as the great Jehovah that covered all space and time, see. He couldn't do it. He had to become a man. And he took kinship with the man 
that was lost. Amen. And become a man. God made flesh. But it didn't make Brother Brown mad. Or it didn't upset him. He said, hallelujah. Think I'm excited, but I'm not. Something inside. Amen. God became from God to become me. To take my sin upon him that he might make me him. Oh, friends, I don't think I'll ever forget as long as I ever lived. Years and years ago, the song we sung here the other night, He became me that I might become Him. I was reading this message, Christ the mystery of God reveals. I was flying out to Tucson, going to preach a meeting for Brother Doug McHugh's. And I was coming out through there crying, wiping tears. And here we are coming down from 37,000 feet, 31,000 feet, whatever more. And as the plane banks and comes into Tucson and I can see it there. And all of a sudden, the inspiration of the Spirit of God struck my heart right there in that window seat. I drug out a pen and I began to write down these words he became me that I might become him by grace oh hallelujah he took my place that I might take his to me that's not just pretty words I see it I see it I hope you see it amen if I can believe the first part it's only the devil and tradition that hinders me from believing the second part that I might become him These four words are some of the most profound words in the languages of the world. God became from God. And then you take two plus two plus three. You put it all together and what do you get? Combination of seven words which says God became from God to become me. To take my place. Oh my, to take my place. Why? What kind of place did I have? A sinner. To take my sin upon him. That he might make me. Can you believe it friends? Anybody believe this? Not a part of him. Not a little bitty something. But to make you him. How can he ever make you him if you were never part of him? Amen. Back to his great purpose, the sons and daughters of God. For he is the eternal father. That attribute was in him, see. No, that, that had to be displayed. Now see the whole threefold purpose. 
to express himself. He wants to become. Now the world is lost. Now he has to express himself in a man. In a man. To become a savior. A light can't bleed. The logos can't bleed. It must be a man. And that man has to die on a cross. A sinner. Jesus Christ never done one thing wrong. Never. He was totally sinless. Totally pure. But God transferred and laid on him the iniquity of us all. And he became a sinner. Can't you see it's through the power of transferal? God needed a mediator, a daysman, a scapegoat. So once a year, they go out and get two goats and they bring them to the high priest. One, the high priest will cut his throat and the other one, the high priest takes his hands and lays his hands over on this goat and says something similar to this, I transfer the sins of all the people of Israel on this goat's head. And then a clean man takes that goat outside the camp and turns him loose. And he wanders around and wanders around in the wilderness with no food, no water, with all the sins of all these people. He wanders and he wanders till he gets so parched and so dry. And then he lays down and the life is leaving him. He lays there and he dies in the place of all of those sinners. That was the scapegoat. If Jesus' body would have been flesh that could have never died, he could have never been the scapegoat. He had to become that to die in order to save and to bring himself back into the church. Don't you see who's doing this? It ain't you. It ain't me. He's doing this to bring himself back into the church to have preeminence in his church. Notice this in question answer 64, when man was made in the image of God, then God come down in the image of man to redeem man. That brought man and God together. Heavens and earth hugged and kissed each other. Praise God. God and man embraced each other as fatherhood and sonship when the Logos became flesh 
and dwelt among us. Jesus said, I come from God, I go to God. Is that right? After his death, burial, resurrection, and ascension, when the body was taken up to sit on the right hand of God. Now, I don't mean God's got a right hand. God's a spirit. But if the right hand means in power and authority of God, that is the name, oh my, that name, everything in heaven is named after, subject to it. Everything on the earth is named after it and subject to it. The name above all names, Jesus Christ. Now this Logos that was in him, which was the Spirit of God. You see, the prophet tells us in oneness of God, 1962, that when Adam and Eve received the lie of the devil, the holy image of God left them. Now, let me just be honest with you tonight. I don't know exactly what Adam had in the Garden of Gethsemane. He had authority. He had position. He had an image supernatural that lived in him. But let me just say it is this way. Apparently it ain't as strong as my Holy Ghost. <laughs> I figured that'd wake some of you up. Some of you was Christmas shopping at Walmart. Well, that got your attention. Whatever Adam had, he could backslide from. My brother, sister, if you and I ever get that token of the Holy Ghost and we are sealed to the day of redemption, it don't hold till you backslide. It don't hold till you get cold. It holds until the day of your redemption. So whatever this man had, can't you see hey, why God could not seal Adam's soul? He could have never fallen. But whatever he had, he could lose. And it could go from him. Redemption, my friends, whether or not you want to accept it, is a work of God alone. Oh, I know you think I've done this and I've done that. You never done nothing. It was the grace of God that saved you. It was the grace of God that called you. It's the grace of God that helps you to live right. It'll be the grace of God that'll rapture you. It'll be the grace of God that prepares your place at the table, the marriage supper of the Lamb. When you get there, you ain't going to be telling, I'll tell you one thing, glory to God, I've done this and that and other. You'll bow your head and say, Lord God, thank you for amazing grace. Because you realize salvation is of the Lord, not of us. Notice where the Logos was. Now this Logos that was in him. Jesus' body was not Logos. No more than yours is. Yet. <laughs> Hallelujah. But the Logos was in him. And the Logos spoke out. 
one day and said, destroy this temple. And in three days, I'll raise my own body up. Notice this, the Logos that was in him, which was the Spirit of God, the anointing through the sanctifying grace of the blood, brought many sons to God, which is anointed with the same Logos. Is your flesh weaker than your Logos? Not a trick question, okay? Is your flesh weaker than your baptism of the Holy Ghost? Is your flesh inferior to your baptism of the Holy Ghost? Does that make you a devil? Does that make you evil? If his flesh would have been the same as the Dios, the deity, it could have never died. It could have never bled. It could have never suffered. Can't you see it was a condescension of his own will? An act of condescension which he brought to pass in order to condemn sin in the flesh. His own flesh. Sin must be condemned in his flesh. Can I go on? Notice again. Now on the day of Pentecost, it come down. The pillar of fire broke apart like that and tongues of fire set upon each of them, not their tongues, but tongues of fire set on each of them. An elected, selected group identified by this pillar of fire showing that God had separated himself into man. Do you get it? God the Logos separating himself into men, not in one person. He's in his church universal. Now to be savior, there has to be something lost. And God cannot purposely lose anything and then redeem it. It would be becoming to his holiness and his great judgment. But he can put man on free moral agency and the handkerchief can say, I want to go this way. Then the sovereignty of God, because he projected the handkerchief in a sphere where the handkerchief could choose. And the sovereignty of God comes over and says, I'm the one who subjected you to this. So I'm going to become you. So here, rub my sweat. Take my smell upon you. Now you take this handkerchief to a laboratory, you know what you'll find? DNA of Donald Lee Reagan Jr. Because me and the handkerchief have become so one, it stinks like me. It's got my DNA on it. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. And God said, I want to be a redeemer, but I can't just throw a man down on purpose.
Jesus and lose him in order to save him but I can place him where he can be a man and choose and then I will come down beneath him I will go even farther than he went I will become his very own sin I wish I was 43 instead of 63. Then he become man himself in order to redeem back that man that fell. That's the reason Jesus was Emmanuel. If God sent another person besides himself, he wouldn't be just. God had to come himself. God could not come down in spirit and take that place. He had to be made flesh in the flesh of his own creative humanity. Son. We showed you in the beginning that his perfect will was to create man out of the dust of the earth. But you see, he permitted sex to be brought in. He never did intend his children to be born by sex, but it was permitted, which soon will fade away. Praise God. Brother Brad, let's jump down. Identification there, paragraph 44. Let me find a place to stop. I don't know, we might need to go this way in the morning. Let's just talk to Papa and not see what he's have. Listen to this. But when he seen that his creation had fallen, his own loving character molded himself into this person of Christ. God's own character of love projected himself in the man Christ. As Paul speaking, thinking, and not robbery to be equal, equal rather. See, his own character molded that kind of person. Oh, no one could ever do that but God. This was done so that he could pay the penalty of the fall of his creation. There must be something save the creation, and nothing could save it. Because the highest species of his creation had fallen. And everything under it fell with it. There's only one thing left that did not fall. Praise be to God. That was God, the heavens. So something of the heavens had to come down to redeem this creation. Because there was nothing here that could create it. And God's own love for the world created the character expressed in Christ. He was God's character. He was God's expressed image. In him was God. God was in Christ. Revealing himself to the world. And no love could ever be greater than that love that such a person would become what he did. In order to redeem what had been lost. That ought to just, just the thought of that ought to set Phoenix and the world to shame. To see what a condition we've fallen into. God projecting himself. 
make a plan of redemption to redeem this fallen character of ours. This was done. I'm going to close. Oh my, this is so profound. Listen how he says this. Don't you love this Harvard education that this man had? Don't you love this PhD, LLD, professor of theology? And Friends, you'd have to be nearly a complete imbecile not to recognize there's something different hearing from this man. This is a man with a seventh grade education. Where did this come from? The heavens. Praise God. Listen to this. Let's stand and rest yourself. One under the sentence of death could not pay the penalty for the next one under the sentence of death. So there had to be somebody come who was free from death in order to pay the penalty. And none other could come but God. But God can't die. He can't kill God. But there was nothing saying there couldn't be a merging together of a new creature. <laughs> a special creation which also come from heaven but had blood and had life and had a will that could say, Father, not my will, but thy will be done. But was not born under the same penalty as all the rest of us. Praise God. Somebody come who was free from the penalty in order to pay the penalty. Another could come but God because he was the only one that was free from the penalty of death. God Jehovah overshadowed a virgin and created the blood cell. And when that was born, it was the Son of God. In other words, it was a tabernacle. It was a dwelling place where Jehovah could live among his people and express himself what he was. Praise God. Moses, born under the penalty of death. Jeremiah, Ezekiel, all of them born under the penalty of death. But here was born one and came out of a, a woman's womb. But he didn't have a man as his father. Praise God. Praise God. So he was not connected with union between the chromosomes of a man and a woman. But he looked like a baby. An ordinary human baby. When they circumcised him on the eighth day and called his name Jesus, no doubt he bled like other babies. He cried and maybe he'd fall down as a little boy and skin up his little knee, you know, mama, mama, mama. And Mary run over, mama, kiss a boo-boo, mama, kiss a boo-boo. It's okay, Jesus, it's okay. And Jesus would cry, mama, mama. 
Just look like any other kid from Nazareth. Oh, glory to God. You may look like any other kid from Johnson City, any other kid from Elizabeth, or wherever you're from, but you're Papa's child. Amen. Amen. You got something down on you that's from heaven that never started in Johnson City or Elizabeth. Let's stop. Lord Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Lord, what a great mystery. Unravel it to our hearts. Lord Jesus, make it known to us that we can see it more plainly. Who you are and who we are. The church. Not just a bunch of mortals down here in life struggling along in life. As I read it today where your prophet said he didn't send us down here in this journey of life just to be this and to be that and to be the other. But he sent us to be a representation. Praise God. Help us, Father. We love you, Lord. Open our understanding, Lord Jesus. Praise God. How many wants to say it more clearly? God bless you, saints. Look up this way, then. Let me read this with you. Paragraph 54. Now, God had to reveal himself and his attributes into this person called Christ in order to take death upon himself. As Jehovah, he could not die. So he had to create himself a body. And no woman could produce that body, so his own character, amen, excuse me, when I think of it, his character projected that lovely person of Jesus Christ. No woman could bring it. Moses' mother, Joseph, said she was a great woman. So was Rebecca and many other the women, but none of them could produce this type of character. It come through sex by fallen race, but God projected his own body. So if you'd have pulled his skin up, apparently he took the tent of Jewish skin. Because the woman said, how come you being a Jew? That's me a Samaritan. So he must have looked like the Jewish race. But he wasn't a Jew. He wasn't a Gentile. He wasn't Chinese, Japanese, white, red, yellow. He was the God man. So reckon what he wants to bring you and I back to that. Man, man, woman, woman. If he was the God hyphen man, then what do you reckon God man will give birth to? God people. Who will live this life with deity inside their human bodies. And the closer they get, they will hate their body more and more every day. But deity inside of them. Look at us, friends. My goodness, for some of you, I've been here for over 30 years with you now. Y'all saw me as a young man. 
I saw some of you all as young men and young women. I married some of you. Then I married your children. For long, I've been marrying your grandchildren. If I can still remember their names. <laughs> this body is not becoming to me. When the anointing moves on me and my human strength can no longer take it like a could when I was a young man. It's not becoming for me to preach this kind of word and this kind of a body. Your wrinkles, your gray hair, your false teeth, your blood pressure medication. It ain't becoming for deity. But soon and very soon, we are going to be changed. Praise God. Praise God. Let's just close in this direction. So here we see a man standing in the Garden of Gethsemane who relinquishes his rights to his Godship. For he cannot fall in his Godship. He can only fall in sonship. Go with me to another garden not called Eden, but Gethsemane, the place of the olive press, where they would pick the olives off of the tree and put them in the press and hook the little donkey to it and they'd go around and around and around and press the olives and press the olives to press the oil out. And here is God's olive tree in the garden of Gethsemane. He cannot go to that cross as a God-man. He cannot die as a God-man. He must die as a sinner. So the prophet tells us in forsaking all 1962 in Phoenix, he forsook his sonship. And the anointing left him in the garden. Brother Palmer told me years ago that Brother Branham had told, wasn't it your father? Someone kept Brother Palmer that when Jesus left the garden of Gethsemane, the anointing on him, he couldn't have healed anybody. He couldn't have done any miracles. The prophet tells us the anointing left him in the garden of Gethsemane. Hallelujah. Now what's going to die? The son of God. The father is not going to die because you can't kill the father. But you can't kill the son. Praise God. <laughs> Why shouldn't we love him? And if you would choose the devil over this Lord Jesus, I'm disappointed in you. If you'd choose drinking and alcohol and drugs and, and all that sort of stuff of the world, you'd choose that over him, there's something wrong with you. My God. My God. Why hast thou forsaken me? Eli, Eli, my The daysman, the mediator, 
the scapegoat must suffer the penalty of both God and man. Man hated him, rejected him, disciples turned their back on him. Not only that, but the angels hid their faces. God turned his back on him as it were. Isaiah tells us it pleased the Father to bruise him. Because fathers mean? No. Because the requirement of sin has been dealt with. Where? Not in the Logos. Not in the Logos. But in flesh. Condemn sin in the flesh. Where? That body of the Son of God hanging on the cross. Lord children, if we would have seen him by vision as Isaiah saw him, he would have looked more like a mangled piece of hamburger than a human. His head swollen so large, you'd hardly recognize it as a mortal's head with those victor's thorns being stuck in his head. His eyes nearly swollen shut, his lips all pooched out. He didn't look like a man. I said he didn't even look like a man. And Satan said, that ain't him. I thought that was him for a while. That can't be. It was him, all right. They said the same thing about you. You, the bride. You all message people as the bride. Ha, ha. Laugh, devil. Laugh when we're changed. We'll be the one laughing then. Praise God. Friends. If he was willing to bear this for us, and what little bit we go through in life and we complain and grumble and growl, shame on us. Don't it make you feel ashamed of yourself? May God help us tonight. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessed Lord God. I can see him as he takes that grapevine, ties around its neck. He lays it up upon that stone and he takes a rock. He's the first worshiper outside the garden gate that worships by revelation. He begins to hack on that lamb's neck. The lamb blading, the lamb speaking in tongues as he dies. And there's Abel with the stench of that hot blood coming up in his face, almost making him nauseated by the gym, sick at his stomach, smelling that blood. And his hands bathed. And Papa coming down in a pillar of fire. As Abel steps back and he lights that fire consumes his sacrifice now the Lamb of God is on the cross dying speaking in tongues hallelujah praise God dying the death of a sinner I know friends that hurts your heart I know it hurts you it hurts me to say it but you've got to go as low as he went if you don't, 
the ascension key will never be open to your soul. You're not protecting him by not going as low as he went. Tradition is stopping you. Hallelujah. Oh. Lord Jesus. Can we just worship him together? Can we just worship him together? Hallelujah, Father. Blessed Lord God. Jesus, my God, we bless you tonight, Lord Jesus. We worship you, mighty God. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Oh, glory to God! You didn't become a pillar of fire, a cloud. You become a man. A man. A man to please. We worship you, Father. God's bless your name, Lord Jesus. I worship you, God. Oh, let's praise him, saints. Let's just make love to our Lord now.
his substance. What did he do? He took the form of angels? No, not cherubim, seraphims. Form of man. make you love him more and more and more for a good man some would die for a pretty good fellow some might be willing to die but it was heard then while we were yet sinners he died for the ungodly praise God praise God Thank you, Lord Jesus. Look, friend, this don't take away from him. It don't take away from our Lord. Because he come in human flesh, it does not take away from his deity. He laid aside that in order to walk in a human body to bring you and I back to that place. Oh, glory to God. Nobody loves me like you love me, Jesus. Oh, praise God. I know we've been singing this song a lot lately, but I'll tell you, it just seems to be rolling in my soul. We'll just sing it till we get another one, and then we'll go from there. Come back in the morning. Let's just see what the Lord will say. You pray with me. The Lord will just, just help us to know which way to go in the morning. Would you rather have a preacher that follows what he thinks or follows what God thinks? Would you rather have one that give you what you want or what God wants you to have? I believe every real child of God would rather have one that will give them what the Lord knows they need for this hour. God bless you. Sing it for us, Harry. Let's just worship together as we prepare to go. Go, ruminate. Think about what you've heard tonight. Praise God. Morning. 
Thank you, Jesus. I see you in the sunrise every morning. It's like a picture that you've painted for me. A love letter in the sky. I love you. I love you. Amen.
be dismissed if you'd like. He
play. 